Welcome to the Life of a Global Desi, the podcast that connects like-minded desis all over the globe by conforming to stereotypes and breaking them. Join us both on a journey as we uncover what it means to be a global desi. Keep listening. On to our episode now. Hi guys, this is Archana recording from Boston and this is Aarti recording from Medellin, Colombia. Oh my god, so global you are. Yes, I am. So I just moved here and um I just moved here for work and I'm super excited and I guess I'm putting the global in global desi. <laughs> <laughs> so random, but okay. No, actually that's true. You're putting the global in global desi. So that's damn cool. Awesome. How is Colombia? Oh, uh, well, I love it. I absolutely love it. The weather is fantastic. I am I'm actually happy. I'm actually glad that I'm not in Boston right now because I bet <laughs> yes. it is freezing. It is freezing. It is not only freezing, it is below freezing. It's been literally <laughs> in minus um negative centigrade for a long time and yes, even after 7 years I'm saying centigrade despite Fahrenheit. It takes a long time you guys to get used to the right metric desi not non metric system yeah super super desi at heart so i'm putting the desi in the global desi podcast <laughs> that's great okay okay awesome so guys welcome to our second episode so so excited um and today we are actually going to talk about a very prevalent stereotype in indian society and for desis in general and that is um why are indians obsessed with engineering or medicine yes and you know how uh, we say that our podcast is about breaking stereotypes and conforming to them well this one's going to be more about conforming to stereotypes <laughs> 100% so this is absolutely conforming to the stereotype about um you know why we as a race are very obsessed with engineering or medicine so i guess arthi remember when we were growing up and we were kids or you you meet any kid the first question you ask them is so beta what do you want to become when you grow up and uh, you know often as kids you have all these fantastical responses like oh i'm going to be a cricketer or i'm going to be an astronaut or an actor you know Ooh, a journalist so so oh yeah a journalist um actually more news anchor i don't think anyone wants to be a journalist <laughs> they just want to be on tv hey come on i think after barkha that the whole journalism revolution came up you know so Yeah, but that's also because she was on TV. Like, I don't know if people spoke about her journalistic oh, yeah, that's skills. That's true, because journalism mm. can also be like paper, like just print, print, print journalism, journalism, right? That's yeah. True. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, coming back to the point. So basically, when you ask little kids about this, you know, the kid goes and says, "Oh yeah, I want to do all these things," but then little do they know that there's these unsaid expectations or um, you know this whole societal norm around. realistic career options right like engineering and being a doctor or being a lawyer so so i guess like once they hit high school it's a big bubble that suddenly bursts right <laughs> yes. and so that's what this episode is going to be about um so jumping right in arthi what did you study for your undergraduate degree <laughs> okay so i studied engineering 
and surprise, it's almost surprise. like yes exactly so in india it's a common saying that first you become an engineer and then you go figure out what you want to do with your life it's almost like engineering is like a rite of passage before you actually want to do what you really care to do and uh, this figuring out what you want to do does not apply to doctors i guess because <laughs> they've already like spent so much time uh, doing their residency and all of that it's a huge time saving cost uh, sunk cost fallacy kicking in they cannot really change fields even halfway through so i guess yeah engineers definitely have that and uh, so i'm an engineer and i did my btech in it how about you achna what did you study funny you ask uh, i'm an engineer too and <laughs> i studied electronics and telecom engineering so you have two engineers here who are indians and anecdotally <laughs> it makes complete sense right why we are talking about this because one of the things that you know we realize soon on is that when your children obviously your world view is so limited to the influences that you have growing up right especially everyone in my family is an engineer like our family is an engineer especially <laughs> in the south of india uh, you must have heard of the state andhra pradesh where there's so many engineers who come to the us from the state and even if as a child you had some creative or artistic inclinations um you know say you like writing poetry or you liked singing or performing on stage all those like never felt like real vocations or realistic career options you kept hearing people especially parents or adults telling you over and over again that oh yeah it's great that you do all of that but uh, focus on your studies or do your math or yeah. do your science Yes, I I agree and I think like when you're younger especially as Indian kids oh, we have very little agency and like convictions in our own uh, you know ideas or thoughts so this is from a millennials lens by the way it might be different now cuz obviously the gen z's have so much more exposure than we did in our time mm-hmm. since both uh, Behen uh, Ashna Didi and I are like the 90s kids so yeah and so what your neighborhood uncle says is probably <laughs> it comes across as the holy grail of career guidance like oh uncle ne bol diya aur daddy ne bol diya to theek hai it must be right right uh, yeah, 100% and, yeah <laughs> yeah and you don't feel like adult enough to push back and argue with them at that point ki no this is what i really want and you don't even listen to your own self as to oh no this is what i really want cuz you're just drowned in those ideas opinions and popular societal beliefs and uh, also like you don't want to be adult enough at that point because it's a scary thought to adult at such a young age um, that's why we struggle to adult even in our late 30s as indians <laughs> but yeah at that age you just want to be able to blame your decisions on someone else i guess so it's yeah. uh, very convenient yeah to tell yourself for sure it's such a convenient option right it's like oh yeah because my parents said i should be an engineer and you know you end up doing that and just to give you an example we have six cousins <laughs> on our dad's side all of us are engineers can you believe that all of us are engineers oh and did we mention that our dad is an engineer too <laughs> of right. course of course he's an engineer and did i mention that i'm married to an engineer as well <laughs> yes and not to forget your father in law is an engineer as well nonetheless from iit so <laughs> amazing we will talk more about iit and 
you will hear that a lot on this podcast um but yeah so that's on our first cousin side on our dad's side now we have a first cousin on our mom's side as well he's literally all of 14 but we are pretty sure he's going to study mechanical engineering because surprise surprise his dad who's my mom's brother is a mechanical engineer right and this um this kid our cousin aditya is already you know like really excited about it and and kind yeah, of and i guess i don't know if he's excited in the us by the way yeah. like these are not like our cousins in india and you would imagine that oh they have a different life or different reality they don't have to go through the same things that we do no nope. like i think it's pretty true for them as well yeah i mean you you hear that stereotype over and over again if you're an and if you're an indian you're pretty much you know an engineer for the most part obviously and so even in our extended family like seven of our second cousins literally out of seven four of them went to georgia tech to either, to do either computer hey, science five of them yeah five of them, went them. For masters too <laughs> that's true <laughs> five of them went to georgia tech in atlanta to do their computer science and industrial engineering so go figure like i have no idea what's happening here and um i mean again you know we'll talk a lot about the pros and cons of everything but i guess the litmus test when you were a child is if you were good at math and science your kid is going to become an engineer right so that's yeah, why i became an engineer yeah and not just if you're good at like math or science even if you're not good at math you're still going <laughs> to become an engineer i feel like that's the worst i mean at least if you know you you did some math and you were like oh yeah this is kind of easy for me so i guess i'll just do it but even if kids were not good at math and science like me yeah yeah so people used to be like so pressured and they'd be like dude i'm just not getting this i have no idea why i'm studying for this so arti you were actually the best sports girl in school you loved everything but studies why did you become an engineer so i did my engineering because at 16 all i wanted to do was become a pilot and uh, i was yeah, one like, of those fantastical careers yeah yes I exactly one of those fantastical careers ki pilot banna and i had just seen rang de basanti which is an <laughs> excellent movie yeah. by the way recommend like this excellent excellent bollywood movie if you are new to bollywood go watch rang de basanti please Okay so I I think Rang de Basanti I was like in 10th grade at that point and I was like I want to become a pilot so in 11th and 12th I took math science physics uh, and chemistry yeah um but like when I was 18 uh, graduated from 12th grade the whole idea of uh, doing a CPL it kind of fell through because you and know CPL for for everyone commercial who doesn't know commercial pilot yeah. license yes it stands for a uh, commercial pilot license and I was all geared to go do that somewhere abroad in like philippines or the us which is like a more affordable way of doing it rather than in india and at that point my mom was like oh no like recession had hit the aviation industry was down all industries were down and my mom was like no you need a real degree you're not just going to go right out of 12th <laughs> grade and learn logic. how to fly a plane <laughs> yeah <laughs> to- total mummy logic so I was like okay but I haven't been preparing for any engineering entrance exams or I haven't been preparing for anything so I had absolutely no plan B and when that fell through they convinced me saying that um well that's okay as long as you do your engineering you can always become a pilot after that in the Indian <laughs> Air Force I was like theek hai bhai let's do that uh but also um because i didn't know any better at that age and i didn't have much exposure as much as exposure that as i have now so like an obedient child i like actually wow. listen to my obedient <laughs> child that's another episode yeah. arti and obedient child okay 
no so yeah that's debatable but anyway so i think i was just like afraid of the consequences of not listening to my parents and then spending like the all of, of us life, are yeah yes and then spending my rest of my life listening to i told you so and that's like the worst situation to be in i just everyone just hates hearing that from like your parents i guess so and it's also the way you're conditioned right you're conditioned to by the indian parenting to um you know not think for yourself in a lot of ways and um fear is also a common theme that's like instilled in you i guess to like what are the consequences of being a non-conformist uh so because of all that like i didn't want to like not listen to my parents i didn't want to like have regrets which i do now but i didn't want to have regrets so um i was uh, like not I was afraid of basically listening to myself and like uh following my dream or like listening to my inner voice and putting my foot down. Um so yeah until very recently that was still me. Uh And and I think it was just about uh letting go of fear that's what I was trying to learn. But anyway, so engineering for me was like uh this gateway to becoming a pilot and that's why I took it up. but it's not like i regret it or anything i mean i guess in retrospect these are the stories that you se- tell yourself ki oh yeah like it makes sense now or uh, it's like synthetic happiness right in social science they call it synthetic happiness where the phases of your life that you regret but you just make up you you kind of tell yourself these stories to make you feel better about it or get over it and so that's that's what i kind of told myself um, i guess what i still tell myself now is that okay so i did engineering to become a pilot that didn't come through that fell through for many other reasons but i think i've gained quite a lot from it hmm. so i guess at that point i was just like really afraid to listen to myself and like follow my heart but i really didn't even know what my heart was telling me at that point because i was so used to listening to people around me right so I always still wonder actually like who fed the Indian society this whole idea that engineering karna hai or like in- you must do engineering. Yeah, so full disclaimer guys, this is a complete like 90s kids feeling because I'm sure things are very very different now about how kids feel and how convinced they are, but to your question about who fed Indian society the <laughs> idea of engineering Um I actually looked this up and apparently um you know obviously outside of the whole all right you know we Indians introduced zero to the world and Aryabhat and you know the mathematician Ramanujan all of that this is actually like remnants of the British Raj so as the British empire was expanding it was really hard to find um you know talented uh, engineers craftsmen from Britain to come and serve in India So they started establishing all these technical colleges, engineering colleges, and obviously the Indian administrative services, which is a whole different episode. Um, and so it's become like more than more than a century for more than a century now. It's become like a big desire for every Indian to bag a nine to five paying job in a large corporation or an organization like the British Empire. And of course, like the IT boom in the eighties and nineties suddenly made. you know this american dream way more real for indians and engineering seemed like one of the easiest ways to get that 
and so starting so basically starting from the british empire you know building out all of these technical institutions for indians to now um the it boom where literally every and en- every engineer in the us um who's an indian kind of had that dream hmm. that's interesting i didn't know those those were the roots yeah so, so yeah. obviously they set up a lot of these uh, all i mean some of the most premier institutions were the iits which are which i said i will get back to so iit stands for the indian institute of technology and they were started um by our first prime minister elite institutions for engineering in india so think of these as the ivy league schools in india and um the holy grail pretty much uh and oh my god literally every kid i knew um growing up wanted to get accepted to an iit or you know kids who didn't or at least their parents wanted them their kids to go to <laughs> iit so kids start prepping for the iit jee which is the joint entrance exam as early as you know 10 years 13 years and i've heard even crazier figures like including you uh yes and that's another episode altogether <laughs> and these are inter- these are entrance exams that you you know try to get into um for your undergraduate degree and it's literally like one or two exams and that's all it is these are like just exams and there's um you know really no other sort of application process so just to give you a statistic um the ivy leagues here like for instance harvard or mit acceptance rates are 7% and as a comparison the iit acceptance rates are less than 1%. So just imagine how intense that competition is and how crazy that is. The kind of pressure that uh, anyone who's aspiring to go to IIT has to go through. So Yeah, obviously so underlying um you know factors are that India is highly populated and it's that's like stems from like the intense competition. I mean that's one of the reasons there is so much competition and and engineering seems like an easy way out of this entire situation, right? and mm-hmm. don't get me wrong like there are numerous upsides to being an engineer for instance you spoke a little bit earlier about how um you know engineering helped you think analytically so i would completely agree right so for instance it it really helps you put structure to some vague problems uh frameworks around it um really helps you think critically for the most part i mean depending on how you approach your engineering studies but um <laughs> The other thing is there are really decent job prospects for the most part. Uh they're pretty good. There's decent upward mobility in society. So for instance, if you um are an engineer from a you know a, a good obviously IITs but then the, the second three tier universities as well, you are Or like even the fourth tier in Yeah, even the fourth tier. Like a totally mm-hmm. unknown engineering college also, like you would still be preferred for a job over say someone who's done a BCom. or a bsc yeah, which is similar a, like bachelor yeah. in computer science versus mm-hmm. uh or like yeah you just spending an extra year studying and that gives you an edge over them and to actually get that job so engineering engineers are preferred more for the same jobs that someone with a non technical graduate degree undergraduate degree um is applying for the same job yeah and i think that's the same in the us right that's why there's such a big push for stem courses so mm-hmm. people want you to study in science technology math engineering sort of courses and it's absolutely true for india as well 
And so one of the things I was wondering is, you know, why do you think we don't think beyond the engineering colleges or IITs? And what you mentioned earlier was, you know, lack of access and exposure to what's out mm-hmm. there, especially in schools. Yeah. yeah. And also, like, lack of access and exposure is one thing for sure. Then career counseling is not really a thing in India. I feel like it's yeah. more of a, like having college counselors. I remember reading Becoming by Michelle Obama. And she like talks about even at uh, the school that she was at, like she had access to a career counselor. And uh, it's a thing for most high school going US kids. But in India, we don't just have yep. those resources that it's not like natural for us to have that. So uh, yeah, which which limits us to like, uh, n- knowledge or information from our uncles or like neighbors uh, apart from that i think it's a very well paying profession and in india like money 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 i mean it's it's valued and it's it's a well respected career as well so if you are like an engineer or a doctor you get a lot of respect in the indian society compared to say being in the movies or the fashion yeah. industry which has a bad rep for whatever reason yeah. or even an entrepreneur actually like unless you're in a business family being an entrepreneur is considered very risky like if i was to say that my dad would i mean back in the day yeah again guys remember all of this is like 90s kids perspective 90s kids kids. and stereotypes like stereotypes that even we have been fed so i'm not saying like this is the norm but it you know for the most part it's changing it's changing and we'll talk about how it's changing later but yeah uh and so yeah engineering because it is both well paying money and it's a respectable career but and having super that, aspirational right like like we discussed earlier if if there's you know some kid who's gone to iit like their parents have bragging rights for like the rest of their <laughs> life yes. that oh my god yes, my child went to iit and we are somehow higher up on the social you know ladder than all you lowly models so i guess like that's part of it decide to do engineering after like yeah yeah you you know what i'm saying they're higher up on the social ladder but it almost becomes like this one-upping game between parents or like you know it just becomes like a that's a whole different episode about how we show off our kids um i don't know if that's just for indians but i guess it's um pretty valid actually it's not just for indians helicopter parenting is a huge thing in the u.s but yeah more so between asian parents but also like i'm sure a lot of um white parents do that as well Mm -hmm. but anyway so it's it's a respectable career essentially but Mm -hmm. for that matter even teaching is a respectable career but it still doesn't pay as much so it's still a big no-no right like i remember when uh you decided to join teach for india right sis like mom's reaction for that was not very pleasant exactly yeah so for those of you who don't i mean i guess all indians know what teach for india is it's a two-year fellowship it's very similar to the teach for america program here in the u.s where you take like two years off not off i mean it's not <laughs> it's off. by You're no not means taking, off yeah it's a lot super of super intense <laughs> super intense uh you take two years of your life to go teach in a public school where it's under-resourced and you know you're doing a lot of work and and it's it's basically trying to be good teachers so i decided to do that and i don't think my parents were very pleased they were quite concerned about me leaving a very steady corporate job a you know well-paying corporate job uh 
to take like a massive pay cut to do something totally unconventional because they were like what are you doing you're you are 25 why are you doing this now or i guess sorry i was 24 back then but they were like what's happening this is Shari not the right move <laughs> yeah 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 they were <laughs> like if you're spending two years to do this then when will you get married yeah when will um, you do your mba when will you get another job when will you get yes, married yes but it was very i guess it was like very unconventional then 2020 2014 uh, yeah. but no, i think 2013. since then it's big 2013 yeah but since then it's become quite the formula huh? like i know tons of people who leave their corporates to teach for india then do the mba then you know do a big consulting job but but basically mom and dad's this this consent was uh, mostly because of i guess they didn't have a lot of exposure to this like they they didn't know many other parents or many other peers of theirs whose kids were doing similar things so they were just mm-hmm. like why is our kids straying or just or just you know doing something different like i feel like indian parents were always scared and again we were scared too don't get me wrong like not that yeah. i was 100% sure about what i was doing but i was just like this this feels right and i want to take a risk right risk taking is a very big no no in yes. the indian society which is a huge life skill like it's a yeah. huge life skill that we are deprived of for a very long time and until you get to say an mba somewhere where they tell you yeah. to, yes and for the most part still you know i feel like um i am a very very i mean i'm not a risk taker risk-averse, i'm very definitely. i'm very very risk averse and it does affect a lot of um aspects of my life and you know we can talk more about that in subsequent episodes but kudos to our parents and lot of credit mm-hmm. to them to you know like grow with us grow in in just their mindset and broaden their yes. horizons beyond and just engineering right absolutely i do i do credit them a lot for that as well like <laughs> i remember right around that time around 4 years ago 5 years ago dad was trying to feed this idea of like doing an mba like he was trying to feed me this idea of doing an mba and i was like i am definitely not going to do an mba like i i like repented or like struggled through engineering i didn't struggle through engineering it was like easy enough but basically oh, i just yeah another episode um <laughs> engineering colleges in india what are those like and your <laughs> yes, studies all the free time you quotes. have on hand yeah um but yeah so i was just like i am not made for an mba i do not see myself doing an mba and that's not what i'd like to do and so just trying to get him to stop telling me to do that but also like then going on to uh decide to do like a masters in education and like for him to go through that mm-hmm. entire experience with me and now he's like so proud of me like um it's it's interesting like masters in education is again no one would go to the US to do a masters in education from india like my aunties and uncles and neighbors still think oh you're doing you acha aarti has gone to the US so she's doing her MS and you say <laughs> oh no i'm doing my MED and they're like MS they're like no MED <laughs> masters in education this yeah. to like you know think it's masters you you will only go to the US to do your MS basically masters in sciences or master in or or an MBA right which is what i did or and an MBA actually we could have called this episode why are indians obsessed with engineering or MBA Because I don't think there's too many people pushing their kids to be doctors anymore. Like I mean, not as as much as engineering versus I engineering and MBA. I think there still are. I think especially with American Indians, I think doctors are still a very popular career choice. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, still well, a very popular career choice. Anyway, But anyway, kudos to our parents. Uh, absolutely. For, like, s- 
still like i think they're just generally very broad minded um and like open to experimenting and open to us experimenting and doing what we want yeah. to do uh, and i think it, it works <laughs> it works both ways right it's like how much your kids push push uh the norms and push the envelope and parents sometimes just conform and and it it also works the other way where your parents um you know if if they are just too conventional and and they just push you too hard then then you push back so it's it's mm-hmm. it's really like um it's an evolving relationship in india with parents and kids and especially as it comes to education and what you're going to study so all yes. this like we said was clearly 10 20 years ago um i mean not 20 sorry 10 15 years ago from a 90s perspective right my 90s early 2000 perspective um i would say things have changed a lot in the past mm-hmm. even 5 years right it's an entirely different landscape there's so many career options and there was i remember this phase like 5 6 years ago when all of my friends who you know obviously like were engineers and they used to have a full time like 9 to 5 job and on the weekends they turned it to amateur wedding photography so there was like literally a handful of people who became wedding photographers uh today of course it seems like every has been engineer is a stand up comedian you see like tons of people <laughs> on youtube you have That's like true. the the comedy scene erupting in india and so that seems like a a, a viable career option uh there's so mm-hmm. many content creators now right you have youtubers social media influencers uh and something like something called lifestyle bloggers like this is these are like literally people who blog about their life about what did i do today yeah. what did i eat in a day and and this is like a legit career so they seem like super fun careers i i just it's sad that it wasn't there when we were around and i'm sure if you're absolutely like passionate about it you can literally pursue anything as a career these days yeah absolutely and i feel like the same like i feel like my friends are doing similar things too like a lot of my friends who were not engineers or uh doctors who did not do engineering or study to be doctors there were quite a few of them i'm not saying my entire class turned out to be engineers most of them like chose either hotel management as a career air force army a lot of them are in the air force and the army uh, i think lawyers is another respectable slash i don't know how respectable it is but um mm-hmm. definitely like a uh, well paying and like a real career you know it counts as a real career mm-hmm. in our books so it definitely comes on yeah, that your parents have fact, bragging rights yes bragging rights mera beta lawyer hai meri beti lawyer hai so yeah in fact uh, one of my classmates from school who studied law she ended corporate law for a while she was doing uh, she was pursuing theater alongside and like pursuing her passion for acting and now she's like a full time actress and she's like pretty big now and she does great movies and she's also got some film fair awards which is like this indian equivalent of oscars so it's it's nice to see people you know really listening to their true calling and listening to their heart and following their dreams and uh, i also have a few friends who did their bsc or bcom or bachelor's in arts and uh, i think a common route for them is also to like finish that and then doing like corporate jobs in a non technical role and they work their way up till they get burnt out and then you know decide to do something else and i see a lot of that happening too like a lot of my friends one of my friends who did something similar work with facebook now uh she 
she is so passionate about makeup and she's like pursuing to become hmm. a makeup artist she quit her job and now she wants to be a makeup artist similarly I have a couple of friends who are cartoonists you know yoga instructors start a cupcake store so it's so heartening to see indians even from our generation back in mm-hmm. the 90s you know uh, actually experimenting and breaking the myth and by the way like the indian startup scene now is so hot and so is like the social innovation space there's just mm-hmm. so much happening there every time i go back to india my mind is just blown away i'm like wow like india is the place to be right now so why are you not there then <laughs> why aren't you in india <laughs> well good eight question um i don't know like eventually perhaps i guess because my wanderlust my wanderlust still gets the better of me <laughs> Hashtag #wanderlust that's crazy <laughs> Um yes. but yeah guys so that's um, you know those were some of the things we wanted to discuss in terms of um, why are indians obsessed with engineering or mba and of course medicine and um, just to kind of wrap it up um, like we said there's so much more happening now if you're in line with you know your passion your skill set you know do your research Ooh. figure out what are you know the different career options right now and then there's so many cool things happening um yeah it's like and yeah i think right now we're we're at a place where we are actually f- talking or the language that we used to talk about careers also you know in words that we talk about passions we talk about following mm. our heart which was maybe not an option for our parents and that's why they could not bring us up with those you know exact terms or like make us look at life through that lens and uh, for those of you who are still trying to figure that out i would really recommend this japanese framework it's called ikigai and yeah. i swear by it i absolutely love the idea of ikigai and so here's to here's hoping that all of you find your own ikigais yeah and for those of you who have no idea what she's talking about i'll put up uh, a quick infographic on what that is uh, on our social media it's basically this venn diagram back to math uh, where your <laughs> passions your vocation your mission and what you're good at all align in this magical way where you know at the center of it you're really happy and you've kind of found your ricky guy so mm-hmm. you can see and that you also well. get paid for it that is an oh yeah exactly piece of like, it so it's you also get what paid. you will get paid for what you are good at what the world needs yeah. and what's your vocation so it's an amalgamation of all that so that's your ricky guy all right we are almost at a 40 minutes guys and this is the double the length of the episode so yay looks like we're having no, a lot more conversation double the length. i mean it'll probably get chopped up into like a couple <laughs> yeah. of episodes which is perfect we'll cut out a lot but, of this yeah we are cutting off all this as well but remember how you said the music will outro right now and we have to say yeah. something i wanted to say yeah. something that i forgot to say earlier so okay here's what i was going to say you know how you said earlier that why did you take engineering arthi you're not even good at math yeah. i agree but you know the funny thing like I was here in India with all this competition. I was terrible at math in India, but like when I went to grad school and I took like advanced stats, I was amazing. I like killed it. I was like the best student in class almost. Amazing, and it's so yeah. interesting interesting <laughs> to see how I sucked in India when it came to math and like in the US I'm just like this genius and I'm like wow. Yeah guys, that is uh, Indian stereotype is really true. Yeah, another 
episode where we talk about we'll talk about why are indian kids good at math and it is absolutely true because even in business school in the us all the indian kids would kill it <laughs> in analytical courses and couldn't um really you know perform up to expectation in some of the more soft skill or like marketing or or presentation type skills and so so it's it's so interesting that we are so Um, good at like all the number crunching like we're and hardwired to be yeah, like analytical really thinkers mm-hmm. and and so yeah you know some of the softer life like finer arts in life in terms of political science or um, psychology those kind of things we are completely those are like lost upon us absolutely but anyway that is a wrap and we're so excited to wrap up the second episode and yes. um hope you guys listen to us subscribe please rate review and all that jazz and um we can talk more about other episodes coming you can later. also write to us by the way please drop oh, us yeah. like an email if you're email, actually listening to this school. we would love to hear from you yes absolutely and um and super excited let's call it a and day let's call it a day of course we should like call it a day but uh let's also talk later about um you know engineering and I, i don't know what i'm saying i'll cut cut out all this but i'm thinking about like what is the fade out thing what are we doing hey daisies if you enjoyed this episode then please rate review and subscribe to us on apple podcast stitcher and wherever else you're listening to podcasts yes and give us five stars now please Not the chocolate. I meant the rating. Arti, terrible, terrible joke. Very, very Come bad. Come on, horrible was, at PJs. You are the queen of PJs. What are you saying? Don't try. You're telling me. <laughs> no one knows what five stars. Are. Of course they do. <laughs>